Welcome to Raw Relationships, the podcast that keeps relationships real and wonderful. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. So welcome, listeners, and thank you for joining my podcast this evening. Tonight, I am interviewing Rabbi Manus Friedman. He is the author of the new book, The Joy of Intimacy, a soulful guide to love, sexuality, and marriage. He has been counseling and teaching about relationships and marriage to audiences around the world for more than 40 years. So without further ado, let's bring him in and welcome. Hi there, Rabbi Manus. How are you? Hello. Good evening. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So thank you so much for uh, joining us and... and, uh, reaching out to our listeners. Um, as you know, uh, my podcast is all about relationships. So um, I would love to hear about um, your new book and about you, all about you first, and, and then about your book, um, if you could give us some insight into that. Well, I started a program in Minnesota in 1971, A crash course on Judaism for women. Mm -hmm. And women came from all over the world, literally, Mm -hmm. for all these years since it started. So it's been, what, 46 years, 47 years. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, the main topic always consistently is family, relationships, marriages, intimacy. Mm Mm-hmm. The result of all those conversations and all those classes and all those uh, questions and answers, it all sums, sum, gets summed up in the book. Okay. Okay. So um, can you give us a little bit, um, like a couple of the important lessons that you um, teach in the book, just to give our listeners a bit of a a little bit into it before they buy the book. <laughs> okay. Um, the thing, the thing that was really compelling, uh, made the book uh, necessary, is uh, doing marriage counseling. You hear people complain about each other. You, you know, you talk to couples who really don't get along. They don't like each other. They're nasty, and it's painful to listen to. But it's a bit understandable. Different people, different opinions, different needs. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed that happily married couples, where the marriages are uh, functional and successful, and and yet you talk to each one of the spouses, and they they'll tell you that there are moments when they feel all alone in the world. Mm-hmm. And that is even more frightening than couples who don't get along and don't like each other. Mm-hmm. So something is missing, you know, fundamentally or something really basic because marriage is supposed to take away that feeling of being alone in the world. Right, right. That should be the one person that is there for you, right? right. That should never make you feel lonely. Yeah. Right. So here's, here's how I sum it up. A husband says, I love everything about my wife. Mm-hmm. That sounds so nice and so ideal. 
Mm-hmm. But the wife is really unhappy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the guy says, I love everything about my wife. I said, yeah, do you love your wife? He said, I love everything about her. Mm-hmm. I said, I heard you, but do you love her? He says, mm-hmm. what about her? I said, no, no, not about her, her. Mm-hmm. And he says, I, I don't know what you're saying. You see? Right. He loves everything about her. Mm-hmm. And therefore, <laughs> in order to have all those things, he puts up with her. Right. But if she loses those things that he loves about her, mm-hmm. she has no place in his life. Right. right. No Which wonder she feels all alone in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he doesn't. He's not seeing her for her for her, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, and I think the the other partner can definitely sense that in in a way, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, the problem is that we have completely lost our respect and our appreciation for intimacy. Mm-hmm. A good marriage means we like each other. Mm-hmm. That's not a marriage. That's a friendship. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing intimate about that. Right. So I had to come up with a, a new insight and a new definition of what exactly is intimacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's going on in the headlines helps. Mm-hmm. Because this whole Me Too abuse problem where men are abusing women mm-hmm. and some people think it's because uh, the men are taking advantage of their position of power. So it's the abuse of power mm-hmm. that is causing these problems. I don't think so. The abuse of power has been around forever. Yeah, It's an old story. I don't think that's what we're seeing here, although it is no. a problem. Yeah. So others say the problem is that men have no respect for women. And that also is an old problem, but I don't think that's what's happening. No. Because many of these guys who are being accused and who are found guilty of, uh, of the abuse and the mis- misbehavior, they're really, they're really decent people. Yeah. And if you say to them, how, do, how is it you don't respect women, they would be genuinely offended. Yeah. They do yeah. respect women. Mm-hmm. So I can just imagine asking any one of them, if you respect women, why do you do what you do? Mm-hmm. How did you do that? And their answer, I'm sure, is going to be, do what? It was nothing. Yeah. So I said, so I looked, so I touched, so yeah, but it's nothing. Yeah. So it's not that we don't respect women. It's that men and women have lost their respect for intimacy. Yeah. Intimacy is nothing. Well, unless you intended it to be something. Otherwise, it's just fun, innocent, and the scary thing is that we actually did this. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine any man, even the ones who have no respect for women, 
I can't imagine them going online or going on the air and saying, people, stop respecting women. Yeah. Right. But since the 60s, we have been telling people not to respect intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it started with free love. Mm-hmm. Free? Yeah. That's what you think of intimacy? Yeah. It's not sacred, right? Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, so holding hands means nothing. A kiss every now and then, that's nothing. A hug is nothing. You know, being alone together is nothing. Partial nudity, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's just fun and games. Yeah. And now we're paying the price. Yeah. And do you find that there's some, there's like a split in that? Because I know I noticed that too. And there's certain things that actually bother me, like partial nudity in the movies and stuff. It really offends me that it's so out there because when I was a kid it wasn't like that. You had to watch like past midnight to see that kind of stuff. (laughs) Now it's like, you know, and I'm only 38 so I'm not even that old you know. Um, So, and some, like for me and even my daughters because I've raised them to respect themselves um, it, it offends them as well. And a lot of the people I know they're like, it's nothing. It's no big deal. (laughs) I'm like, what do you mean it's nothing? (laughs) Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. I had a woman at the program that we started back in the 70s, and she was from these uh, nonconformist, you know, uh, rebelling against the norms, and she she wouldn't follow the beauty routines, you know, she was against all of that, and she really neglected herself badly. Yeah. To the point where nobody wanted to share a room with her. Oh, okay, yeah. And then one day she wanted to talk privately, so we went into this little office that I had. And um, she was sitting near the door, and she closed the door. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, why don't you leave it open a little bit? She said, why? I said, because a man and a woman who are not married to each other really shouldn't be in a room alone. Mm-hmm. She started to cry. I mean, sobbing. Mm-hmm. And I thought she had been offended that you know what I insulted her. But, mm-hmm. but but when she pulled herself together, she said, "That's the first time anyone ever treated me like a woman." Wow. Yeah. Well, and I I, I don't think a lot of people would, would do that nowadays. It would they wouldn't even think twice of it, right? Like you said. Particularly if the woman is so unappealing mm-hmm. it's like what's the problem <laughs> yeah she's not yeah. my type yeah nothing's going to happen here but you yeah. see intimacy can't be a matter of feeling or mood intimacy is real certain things are intimate if you don't mm-hmm. feel the intimacy it's because you've become dull right But intimacy is intimacy, and you have to respect it. Mm -hmm. So having self-respect is not really enough. Right. You have to respect the nature of intimacy, the the sanctity of it. And you don't don't take shortcuts. You don't take liberties. It's sacred. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you've got to come up with a definition for 
what exactly is intimacy? Because ironically, yeah, ironically, in the in the subtitle, uh, love and sexuality, those are the two culprits. That's what's killing and destroying marriages: love and sex. Mm-hmm. Love is destroying marriages because love is has become uh, the idol of America. We worship love. Yeah. The solution to everything is love. Yeah. Your kids are not behaving, love them more. Mm-hmm. Your, your husband is not happy, you don't love him enough. The solution yeah. to everything is love. And it's not yeah. working. In the last yeah. 80 years, everyone got married for love. Yeah. Are marriages better today than they were? No, not at all. No. So love actually turns out to be a thing. If I love someone with all my heart and with all my soul, the other person won't know it. Because right. love is what I feel. Yeah. So it's really for me. It can be very selfish. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing. You can yeah. have a lot of love, a little love, no love. Intimacy means... Two people connected to each other beyond all things. Right, right. So if I were to marry someone for their money, everybody would agree that that, there's something wrong with that. Why? What's wrong with that? It's because I don't love you for your money. I'm not marrying you for your money. I love the money and I'm marrying the money. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just putting up with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if that's true with money, why isn't the same also true with love? If right. I marry you for love, I'm not really marrying you. I'm marrying the love. Right. And that's why if I should ever lose that love, you have no place in my life. Right. It was never about be, you. Yeah, and that, that feeling of love can be lost with one simple gesture, right? Or even a word, maybe, for some people. <laughs> yes, yes, because yeah. love is meant to be, like all emotions, they're meant to yeah. be unstable and unpredictable, which makes them exciting. Mm-hmm. But you can't base a relationship on something so unstable. Yeah, and especially, too, because the perception of it, you know, coming from two different people, is going to be different. Exactly. So what I think, like I see a lot of people, um, I've seen it put out there that we all have different love languages, right? Right. Um, So certain things make me feel loved, you know, and I think that's all to do with intimacy is getting to know that person to that level of knowing what it is that makes them feel happy to be around you and with you and, and to do those things, right? Which means getting past your own love. Yeah. Being able to see the other person. So mm-hmm. if you ask your grandmother, mm, what, what, what happens in the bedroom? Mm-hmm. Your grandmother would say, nothing. <laughs> you, yeah. say, you say, come on, tell me. What happens mm-hmm. in the bedroom? And she says, nothing. And she's telling you the truth. It's the right answer. A bedroom Mm -hmm. is a no-thing zone. A bedroom is a place for him and her, not for things. 
So when you go into the bedroom, you leave all things at the door. Right. Love is a thing. It does not create intimacy. It creates separation. Because mm-hmm. when I love, that's my feeling. When you love, that's your feeling. Mm-hmm. So a man says to his wife, I love you. The wife says, I love you. Mm-hmm. That's nasty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he says, let me tell you something about me. And I'm being mm-hmm. very honest and very vulnerable now. I love you. And the wife says, yeah. okay, enough about you. Now I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all he gets is to say three words, and then she changes the subject to her. Mm-hmm. Now let me tell you what I love. So it, it really does not bond people. And the yeah. same is true with sex. Yeah. Sex is not a bonding agent. It keeps people apart, actually. Because after having had sex, the man or the woman asks, how was it? Mm, yeah. There's an it in the room, and it's not supposed yeah. to be there. Yeah. There was just us. What's with the it? Yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense. And why do, why do you have to ask? Because mm-hmm. you were in your own world, and you need to check on what was happening in my world. Mm-hmm. So it's certainly yeah. not bringing people together. It really takes people away from each other. Yeah. So intimacy then means the ability to remove all things and just enjoy each other. Mm-hmm. That's what intimacy means, and that's what a bedroom is for. You don't yeah. bring anything into a bedroom. There's no performance there's no um, there's no separation. You don't have to check and see how it was. There is no it. Mm-hmm. You don't have a television in the bedroom. Now I'm getting practical. Yeah. You don't you yeah. don't have a computer in the bedroom. It's a yeah. place for us, not for anything. Yeah. And then when you walk into the bedroom, intimacy has already begun. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense to me. Yep. People are desperate for this little piece of information. Because yeah. I think I think we've had it with sex. Well, it's I think, you know, it seems like it's such a it's not sacred anymore. It's something um I don't know. like my view and the world's view is two totally different views. Um, I think it's you know, I think when you get married, you should stay married. It's not just, you know, and I'm not perfect because I've been divorced once. (laughs) So I, you know, it was a huge setback for me to say that I was defeated. You know, things didn't work out. Um, But I didn't have control over it, in my opinion, at that time. And I was young. Um, But, you know, it's so easy to just get married, get divorced, have kids, raise kids by yourself, you know, and the world is just, like, I want to say a horrible place, but I know there's good, too. So I try not to kind of put that out there. Um, but I guess what my point is, is, you know, we're all, uh, well, not all of us, but a good percentage of the population is searching for this 
love, like you said, right? This thing that even when they think they get it, it's not what they want in the end, right? Like, yes. Do you know what I'm, and, and I'm, I'm, I was very surprised to see how well teenage girls understand this. Mm. They, they've already seen through the facade and our sex is not so exciting. It's all it's all hype. Mm-hmm. And they want the real thing. Yeah. And do you think women are like women are more wanting that intimacy than men or do you think always, it's kind of always always yeah something kind of why I've started I I started with my life coaching and now I've started interviewing people like yourself that can help me to help other people figure out what that is and what it looks like, you know, and hopefully with each person that I bring on can help just a handful of people, I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, and a, I know it helps me, so. It's a very worthy cause. Mm-hmm. Literally yeah. save lives. You know, in England, the the government opened a department within the Ministry of Health mm-hmm. to deal specifically with the problem of loneliness because mm, well. it's a health hazard yeah it is if you feel alone in the world your immune system crashes yeah so you know they've got yeah. uh, socialized medicine there so the government pays for it all and they want to cut back so they're trying to figure out how to keep people healthy mm-hmm. and they realize that a big part of the problem is the feeling of being alone yeah, well, and then that brings on mental health issues and everything yep. else for some people, right? Yes. Um, depression, <laughs> you know, yes. uh, many things. And I think, like, I know for myself, the worst feeling in the world is feeling alone when you have people around you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's okay if you're actually alone, but when you're alone and there's people around you, that's worse. Like, it, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah. It's really a difference between loneliness and aloneness. Mm-hmm. Loneliness we can cure easily. Yeah. Go to a party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But aloneness is after the party. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's got to be cured or, or we're not going to be healthy. Yeah. And so, do you think, what do you think about technology, um, like cell phones and stuff like that, do you feel like that is a threat to this intimacy as well? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It just makes us so comfortable in our own cocoons. We'd rather not ever leave it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think, you know, that again to that uh, feeling lonely, right? You know, if, if you have two people in a relationship and one person is constantly on their phone, again, that's a person that's feeling kind of neglected, abandoned, maybe. <laughs> no. Or, or is neglecting the other. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's I, I, that's how I kind of I kind of blame technology in a way um, for separating us when it, it's made to connect us, but it seems to kind of do the op- opposite with right. people. Right. You know, friends, not only relationships, but friends as well. It is not a good form of communication. Mm-mm, no. It's a good form of information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that Which is, is probably what it was used, what it was made for in the first yes. place, right? Yes. 
Yes. You know, the famous joke about this guy says to his grandmother, you know, with this new computer thing, you can get answers to any question in the world. And the grandmother says, no, I can't be every question. It's not telling you. Any question you have, whatever it is on any subject, you can ask the computer, and the computer will give you the answer. And the grandmother says, no, I can't be. So he says, go ahead, ask me a question. She says, "Um, how is Aunt Jessie feeling? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Won't work for that. Nope. Yeah. Can't get personal with the computer. Yeah. Well, that's just it. And I think, I don't know, it it, it just boggles me. Like I, I sit and, you know, I've gone to the coffee shop and you just sit around and everybody's on their phone. It used to be where you'd talk to the person sitting beside you, you know, there would be some kind of conversation coming on and nothing. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing, none of that. I, you know, you listen to the commercials. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's really frightening. I remember not so long ago that products were sold on the basis of the virtue of the product. Mm-hmm. You know, this couch will last forever. This car yeah. will go forever. It'll never break down and whatever. Mm-hmm. Now every product is sold on the basis or on the with a line you deserve. Yeah, yeah. Buy this product. You deserve a good night's sleep. Buy this yeah. product. You deserve beautiful hair. Yeah. It, it is so artificial mm-hmm. and it is so narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah. And kids I have are, to agree with that. Yeah. Kids are, are raised with this and they believe it. They believe that they deserve. But then yeah. real life you don't get what you think you deserve. So life <laughs> if, I, if I can't even get what I deserve, then what kind of life is this? Yeah. So they get turned off to life itself. Yeah. So the, yeah. the connections, the ability to look past the things I think I need or I think I deserve and really get pleasure from being with another person, bonded, like, you know, connected at the hip, Mm-hmm. That's what we need. And experts yeah. recently have admitted that all the emphasis on pleasure, getting more pleasure out of your marriage, out of your intimacy, out of your relationship, you know, 14 secrets to better sex and all that, yeah. it's been a terrible mistake. Yeah. People well, yeah, don't need more pleasure. More. Couples no. don't need more pleasure. They yeah. need more closeness. Yeah. So what would be one of your suggestions uh, for people that are looking to uh, maybe get a little bit closer to their partner on an intimate level if the other person is not, um, if they're just not feeling connected? I think if one person changes, the whole dynamic changes. Mm, I agree there, yeah. The thing to do is to uh, get past this hang-up on love Mm -hmm. and really start to appreciate having another person in your life. Not something about the person, the person himself. 
So nothing right. you get from your spouse can be more important than your spouse. I mean, that is right. so basic. Mm-hmm. So a practical suggestion would be, do you remember when in the old television shows, like I Love Lucy or The Honeymooners, mm-hmm. when they were going to be intimate, the couple, mm-hmm. the last thing they did was turn off the lamp. Mm-hmm. And when it went black, that meant they're going to be intimate. Right. Because all intimacy was in the dark. Mm-hmm. That was just the norm. It was just the way people did it. Nobody, yeah. nobody even stopped to think why. It was just natural. You turn off the yeah. light, and then you can be intimate. Yeah. How did it happen that today, in most bedrooms, the lights are on? Yeah. It's scary, but it's true. Yeah. That came from pornography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was unique to pornography. Only in oh. pornography did people have intimacy with the lights on because the camera can't see anything in the dark. Right. Makes sense, yeah. Now it's become mainstream. Intimacy cannot be seen. It is not something the eye can detect. If the lights are on and you're seeing, you are distracted from the intimacy because right. the eye can only see things, objects. Mm-hmm. That's pornography. Yeah. Imagine what would happen if people started to turn it off, the, never have intimacy with the lights on. It, just that alone would make such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Suddenly well, it's romantic again. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard of people, um, you know, watching TV while being intimate, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, yeah. if that was me, I would be so out of there. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, because I've always been the same, lights off, and it's not because I'm, you know, ashamed of myself or anything, but it's just, it it just feels different. It's different. It's, the right. energy is different. It's yeah, the nature sure. of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I thought of another thing. Remember in those shows, they were never in the same bed. Mm, yeah. They never showed a couple in, in one bed. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that makes so much sense. Well, it does, actually. <laughs> you know, if you're, go- if you're going yeah. to be intimate, at least show a little initiative. <laughs> like, get, yeah. get up. <laughs> yeah. And just roll over. Mm-hmm. So separate beds is also so much more romantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's really sad is that people who object. Also, sleeping side by side, night after night, mm-hmm. doesn't that take the whole, the whole romance out of it? You get used mm-hmm. to sleeping side by side and ignoring each other. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. What, what, what is the dynamic there? Mm-hmm. Uh, your your wife is right there, and, and you just want to sleep? Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for the compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's that makes sense. It's going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn off the light. You don't have to change your whole lifestyle. You don't have to rethink everything and become philosophical. Just try yeah. that. Turn off the light and see what you've been missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Turn off the light and yeah. see what you're missing. Yeah, no, I totally, I love that advice because I think it's, I think it's great. It's great. So Rabbi Manis, please um, let us know how 
our listeners can find your book. On It's on your website, I'm assuming? Yes, yes. You can go online to joyofintimacy.org. Perfect. Or it's good to know dot org. Okay. It's good to know. Awesome. Well, thank you so so much for um, meeting with me and chatting with me. It's been a great pleasure to um, hear your advice and your your stories. I I just love talking to people like yourself, and uh, I hope maybe someday we can get together and do a part two. Is there another? Is there another book coming for you? or? There's a previous book called Doesn't Anyone Blush Anymore. Oh, nice, nice. Is that also on your website? Yeah. Okay, awesome. So, you, listeners, you can find that on there. And, of course, they're Perfect. available. They're, both are available at Amazon. Okay, and in an e-book format as well or just paper book, paperback? So far, it's paperback. Okay, Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you and, so much. Uh, well, that was Rabbi Manus Friedman. What a great uh, guy and what a great bit of advice that he's got for all of us. Um, I can't wait to read his book as I will be purchasing it ASAP. I hope you all had a great time listening to my show and I hope you are enjoying the interviews that I'm bringing to you. Uh, please feel free to check out my website, rawrelationships.net, and you can email me there, leave any feedback, any comments. Um, anyone looking to be interviewed, you can also um, find that on my website as well. I hope you have a great evening, and we'll see you soon. Peace out.